Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Saddest Night Out. I am your host, Roy. This is a daily podcast where I talk about whatever, whenever, wherever, we're meant to be together, etc, etc. This episode is a bit of a landmark one for me. It's the first time I've gone out with my microphone and essentially spoken to strangers. Also, I am re-recording this intro because... I did a really long one earlier that was about 20 minutes where I went into detail about everything behind today's recording. But upon playing it back, I was using the microphone that you plug into, the headphones that you plug into your iPhone, and it has a microphone attached should you wish to answer phone calls. And that microphone ruffles against my hoodie the entire time. You can still hear what I'm saying, and I might even post that as a bonus episode, but... I think it gets a little bit irritating over the course of the 20-minute intro. So I'm um, just re-recording this. I'll try and do the bullet point version of that, what that one was. So I use the app Dice to find out about shows in London, particularly free shows. And early this maybe about 9, 8-ish this morning, they put up a notification that Jack White was playing a free show in London at a place called the George Inn. Now, Jack White has a normal show scheduled for this evening at the Garage in North London, and that, of course, is sold out. So this show was a bonus. It was only announced today. The doors It was free, and doors opened, I think, at half three. Now, I didn't think I stood much of a chance of getting in to see the show, and I'm not the biggest Jack White fan. I like him. I like White Stripes and, you know, all, all of the bands that he's been in, but I'm not a diehard fan, so I wasn't too fussed about seeing the show. But I have been meaning to talk to people at shows for this podcast since I started it. If you've listened to any earlier episodes, I've probably made that intention clear. So I was very keen to... Well, actually, I've been meaning to go and talk to people at shows, but I've been very a little hesitant about doing it, just because I've talked to people at shows before. Quite a few of the friends I've made who I now follow on Instagram are people I met through the queues or the front row at shows but to do that with a microphone kind of changes the dynamic and that I was a bit unsure about so I thought this would be a really good opportunity but I was nervous going into it but you know feel the fear and do it anyway so I went got to the show as I got there I felt a bit weird about just taking my microphone out so first I took a look at the queue at first I thought it was quite short but then I realized the queue turns around a corner and goes down this alleyway, and it went all the way to the back of it, and then coming back again. So I took a few pictures and a video of that queue, which I'll put on my Instagram. Then I finally worked up the courage, took my microphone out, went to the front of the queue, made some small talk with the people who were at the front. You know, uh, how how long have you been queuing? Are you big fans? It's your first time seeing Jack, etc., etc. And then I asked if I could record them for my podcast. And they all got their backs up a little bit. Understandably understandably so, I am a stranger who's suddenly asking to record our conversation. And I try to twist the arm and say, oh no, just, I just want to have the exact same conversation we've just had, but to record it. And it was one guy by himself and a man and woman together and another man and woman together. The eldest man and woman said no, then the other couple said no. And then the guy at the front said he's going to be reporting on it anyway, so he doesn't want to give up anything for free, so to speak. So I said, okay, fair enough. Oh, I should really, so I should really keep this microphone as 
a set distance from my mouth. I'm walking back and forth and pacing back and forth as I say this, as I am wont to do. Anyway, so that first group of people didn't want to talk on the microphone, fair enough. But I realised it might be awkward to approach the people just behind them, because I think they'd be inclined to say no as well. Because why would they say yes to the thing those people in front of them just said no to? So I moved a bit further down the queue, found these two guys who looked like they came together. Again, made some small talk, how long have you been queuing, big fans, etc. And then I asked if I could record this conversation. I said it would be the exact same conversation we've just had, but this time with a microphone. It's just for my little podcast. It's no big deal, nothing personal, nothing serious or anything like that. And they said, sure. So that will be the first conversation you hear. It's between Jack and Tom and myself. And they were quite near to the front. So there's a good chance by the time this goes out, they will have seen Jack White live. So well done them. I really enjoyed it. I wanted to, I was on a bit of a high, so I went to the back of the queue and found the people who were at the time at the back. And those, these were two women who didn't know each other. They'd come independently. But they just started talking to each other. I slightly joined the conversation. Then I asked to record it. Again, at first, a little bit, uh, but once I made it clear, it's just the conversation we've just had, just small talk. Because they both kind of said, I'm not the biggest Jack White fan. I said, that's fine, neither am I. I'm not looking for any expert opinions or anything. Just to talk to the people who go to these shows, that's all. <coughs> so then they said, okay. And that will be the second conversation you hear between myself, Wes, who has the American accent, and Ali. In the first conversation, Tom is the first person to talk. And then it's Jack, who is his friend. And then after that, I was feeling great. My battery was a bit low, though, and I realised I hadn't really taken any pictures of the people that I'd just spoken to. So I went back to the front of the queue to try and find Tom and Jack, and no offence to them, they were perfectly friendly people. I could not recognise them. I completely forgot what they looked like. So I walked up and down the queue, and I, I couldn't find them. And then I thought better of it. I thought maybe it might be a bit personal to take a picture of the people I spoke to. It's enough to talk to them on the microphone. But to take a picture, they might, they might not like that. So I thought, I'll leave it. I'll be happy with what I've got. And the venue is near London Bridge Station. That's where I got off. And O'Meara is another venue near London Bridge. And Banks, or Ms. Banks, is, was playing, is playing at O'Meara tonight. I don't have a ticket, but I thought it would be great if I could chance a conversation with her just five, two minutes to put on the podcast as well. Only if I happen to come across her path if I got there really early. So I went straight from the George Inn to Elmira, didn't see any sign of her or anyone, and I didn't really want to be, didn't want to pester anyone to try and find her, so I thought, ah, just not my luck. I was heading back towards London Bridge Station, and on my walk I happened to see a guy who was painting on a canvas just on the corner of the street. And I did a double take, took a picture of it, and then I thought, I've got my microphone here. It, I'd, be, I'd be a fool not to take this opportunity. So I approached the guy and asked him if I could interview him. He said yes. His name is Benjamin Hope. And he is the third conversation you'll hear in this episode. And it was fantastic. I, it's weird. There's, there's that saying, you know, you wait forever for a bus and then two come at once. And that's really what happened today. Because as if that wasn't enough, on the train home, my phone died in the middle of the conversation with Ben, the artist. So I couldn't get a picture of him, but I got a picture of, of him from across the road when I first saw him, and a few pictures of his, of his painting. But I couldn't get a picture of him face on. So you'll have to take my word for it that I did talk to him, as well as the other people earlier on in the episode. But on the train back, 
I'm standing by the doors of the train, and behind me, the guy sitting down, I notice he's reading the Bible. And he's got, like, a bookmark, and he's got a highlighter, and he's been highlighting passages and everything. And I thought, huh, you don't see that every day. I'm sure there are people who do read the Bible or any other book, etc., on the train, but I've never noticed someone doing so. I thought nothing more of it, but then, at one point, he gets up and approaches someone else who's standing by the doors with me. And I thought, oh, I guess he knows this person. But he says to them that he stood up so that person could take his seat. And those two actions combined, I just thought, okay, now I really should talk to him. And I felt nervous, even more nervous doing so, even though I'd just spent the day talking to strangers, essentially. Something about approaching someone on the train about reading the Bible it felt maybe potentially insensitive. And also my phone was dead, so I couldn't record it. But then I thought, this might be a sign. I mean, this is the first time I've gone out with the microphone. And I've met a few interesting subjects. Go with it. And also, I wasn't sure what stop was here, so I thought my chance might disappear any second. So I approached him and said, hi, you reading the Bible? I said, yes. And then I said, do you have an Instagram account? So, which is a bit of a weird way to start a conversation. But the conversation did continue. He gave me his email address. His name is Sly. He's from Zimbabwe, I'm from Uganda. I think there might be some similarities in our stories, and hopefully that will be a future episode of this. But in this episode, you will first hear me talking to Tom and Jack in the queue for Jack White. Then you'll hear me talking to Wes and Ali in the same queue. Tom and Jack are near the front, Wes and Ali were near the back. Wes, Ali, I hope you got to see the show, but if not, it was fun talking to you anyway. Thank you, all of you. And then I spoke to Ben Hope at the end. And the music that will play at the end, because I don't know if I have time to record another little snippet after the conversations. In case I don't, the music you hear at the end is just an idea I had coming back from the open mic night last night. Which, side note, Romeo Crowe, the person I run the open mic nights with, well, he runs them, I help him run them. He's also started a daily podcast. I think if you just search Romeo Crowe podcast, you should find it. And I believe the race is on between us to see who will be the who will be the first to miss a day of their daily podcast. And I can answer that question right now. It will be me. I've never been great at keeping to anything, so I might even miss a day on purpose just to remove the pressure. But yeah, I got home from the open mic night. It was about one a.m. I was heading to bed, and I had this idea for a song. And as I want to do, I whipped out the voice notes app on my phone. And just recorded the seed of it. So what I'll play at the end of this is just the very first seed of an idea of a song. It's literally the first time I uttered this idea out loud, just as I had it. So it's a lot quieter than the rest of the episode. In fact, you might need to keep your finger on the volume dial because I think the conversations vary in volume. This is outside for the first time with this microphone, so I couldn't really gauge completely how close to get, etc. But I think in future I'll be better at it. So yeah, my last intro was 20 minutes, this one's just over 10, I call that an improvement. So, you'll hear me talking to Tom and Jack, then me talking to Wes and Ali, and then me talking to Ben Hope. It's been quite a day, and I'm hopefully heading back out shortly to see Corinthians at the Victoria in Dalston, and that'll probably be tomorrow's episode. And then you'll hear a little bit of music from me, just me singing an idea I had at 1am last night. Otherwise, you can find me online, Saddest Night Out, at Saddest Night Out on Twitter and Instagram. Email me, saddestnightout at gmail.com. And I have a Patreon page. If you have a pound a month to spare, I'd be most grateful to receive it. And you can see a little bit more about the plans I have for this podcast on there. Patreon.com forward slash Saddest Night Out. Also, slight shout out to Fur once again, who I 
the first band I interviewed for this podcast. I wanted to interview Boy Pablo yesterday, but I never got the chance to see him. Of course, Boy Pablo is playing in Brighton tonight, and of course, Fur are the support act for that show. (coughs) It's a small world, folks. Anyway, that's enough for me. I hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Take care. Hello, hello. Alright, so I'm here with Tom and Jack outside the Jack White show. What time did you guys find out this show was happening today? Probably a little before 12 when me and Andy ran ahead to the Was it a case of drop everything and get down here straight away? Yeah, we came down here, didn't even eat or anything. Like, we left the house and we were taking around to go to Starbucks and prep. Have you had to like call sick at work or at uni or anything like that to come here? Uh, no, uni had finished for the term, so... So it works out timing for us. <laughs> it worked out kind of nicely. Have you seen Jack White before? No, I've never. I was going to try and see him later on tonight, so it's quite a blessing that this is happening. Oh, do you have a ticket for his show? No, I, managed, I didn't manage to get a ticket because it went so quickly and then we managed to get to this. So this is literally like prayers answered, free yeah, show just definitely. before then. How about you, Jack? Have you seen Jack White before? No, no, he told me about it before. It sounds good. When did you guys get into Jack White? Um, I've, I've like, uh, I liked his first album, Blunderbuss, but I listened to White Stripes, I feel like everyone did. Like, you know, the White Stripes are who did you both get into at the same time? Or did one of you introduce them to the other? No, I sort of get Jack into it. I'm not really aware. I told you about the roommate. Until today? Yeah. I, I, I just said, come down to this gig, you'll really dig it. So the friendship is just that close. You're like, look, I trust Tom's work. I'll come down. He says, it's worth it. Do you normally go to gigs together then? Uh, we've been trying to for a while, but you has been getting in the way, so this is a brilliant end of term thing to do. It's actually our first gig. Yeah, it is. Money. How long have you guys known each other? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, since the first day of uni. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Where do you go to uni? Uh, and what do you guys study? Uh, I study English. Okay, so you're like the more hardcore Jack White fan. Yeah. If you had to rank all the different things that Jack White has done, what would you put uh, I really love his solo stuff, so I put that quite high, then obviously White Stripes behind that. I mean, his work with the Dead Weather I think is really cool as well, but I've just got to rate if I had to put one last. <laughs> And when you go to shows, are you the kind of guy who gets straight to the front row and hogs the barrier? Do you hang at the back? Uh, I sort of get to a, a good place to get a drink and hang and be able to see. But the fight from the front just gets too hectic. <laughs> and what about like filming it for Instagram, Snapchat and like that? Are you down for that? Or are you more the type of person who wants to be there for I, the show? I'm sort of in the moment guy, but if there's something really, really memorable, I'm like, I want to capture that. I just want, like I've heard word that Jack White has a bit of a thing about people filming yeah, this and have to yeah. try and subtly get it in there first. Yeah, I, don't, I probably won't do it. They're still thirty from banning phones from gigs, so I don't want to push it. <laughs> and do you have any other gigs planned after this one then that you might see together? Um, we might. Yeah, we're going to try and see Biffy Clyro and they tour eventually. All right. And festivals? Uh, probably not festivals. There's summer. Too much uni work this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, very much nodding in agreement yeah. there. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the show. Really cool. Yeah. Okay, testing. Still in the queue for the Jack White show. I'm Roy, by the way. Hi, Roy. What's your name? My name is Wes. And your Ali. name? Ali. And when did you hear about this show today? About an hour ago. Yeah, same hour ago. So you came pretty much as soon as you heard. Yeah. And you reckon there's probably, what, is it a 200 capacity venue you think is going to play at? Uh, yeah, I think it's about a 150 to 200 capacity venue because they have the outside space set up, not the inner pub. Um, I think there's about 400 people here, so we're just chilling at the back. You're not feeling too optimistic not about too, whether you'll get in? No, not too optimistic. Have you guys ever seen Jack White before? No, can only hope. 
but... <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan are you of Jack White? Oh, I'm a really big fan, but I haven't listened to his music in a long time. Okay. Is it safe to say White Stripes was the introduction? No, actually. Was but this... my dad introduced me to him when I was like... What, like the, his band and all those, his older stuff with the White Stripes? So are you more familiar with his solo work? Yeah. Have you listened to his latest album then? Yes, I have, but I don't know it as well as the rest of his songs, but yeah. Have you guys been to many shows this year in 2018? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I'm trying to think about the last one I went to. <laughs> is this your, so it's your first one in a while? Yeah, I think so, for a big band, for a big group. Do you normally go for like big established bands? Do you tend to check out newer bands? Um, well, if I have a friend in a band, I'll go to that. But that's like, you know, I don't know, like big groups, no, I haven't been to one in a while. Okay, Anna, what about you? Um, no, I try and mix it up a bit. I went to, I think, one this year, to the Shivers. I have not heard of the shivers. Check them out. We'll check them out. Yeah. And so will all of my like five listeners <laughs> as well. Okay. Great. Listen to them. So when you typically go to gigs, do you go by yourself? Do you go with a group of friends? Usually with friends, but I go alone if it's what I really like. Do you have like a regular group of friends where if there's a gig you like, there's a good chance yeah, some I of them might. Yeah, I have one friend that I can always rely on, but she's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Wes? Yeah, I've got a best mate who's up for literally anything, no matter how weird. And you always need a friend like that. <laughs> flexible <laughs> <laughs> I think the term is like ride or die no matter Flex what you're getting friend. into yeah, they won't doubt you like okay I'm in just tell me when exactly. and where exactly he's my ride or die bitch and when you go to shows are you typically one of the people at the front row hugging the barrier do you hang on the um, back yeah I like to be in the front in the middle of the chaos why not you know yeah? why go <laughs> and what about taking pictures and videos during the show are you wanting to chronicle it for your friends or are you more about being there in the moment yeah a bit of both Right. And uh, is there anyone else you're looking forward to seeing this year? Ooh. Oh, yes. Alice Phoebe Lou. Also check her out. Alice who? Phoebe Lou. Alice Phoebe yeah, Lou. she's from South Africa, but she's like a Berlin street artist. Uh-huh. And she's played, she just announced a gig actually in May, 20th of May. Now she's going to sell out, so I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and also she's playing Brainchild. Okay. Alright. And you um, I'm actually going to go to the Great Escape Festival in Brighton, which is cool, but I don't know what I'm going to see there. Yeah, that's the kind of place you just go to all the venues and see whatever yeah. you see. Well, I'm actually performing there, so... Who are you performing with? Uh, I'm performing with an artist called Esther Joy, but Esther not Joy. as a musician, as a video artist. Okay. So I guess I'll see, it's for new bands and new groups, so I guess I'll see lots of things there. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, and that's in May. Another recommendation there for the listeners. All right, guys, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the show, you if you get to see the show. Thanks. Testing, test, oh, testing, testing. Okay, I am, where am I? I'm on Southwark Street. I was just heading back to the train station, London Bridge, and I came across a gentleman who was painting the landscape of what he sees in front of him. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Hope. Benjamin, and how long have you been working on this particular piece? Uh, this is my third day, I think, yeah. I started it last month, but then uh, had loads of other work on, and I've just come back. Because it needs to be, I'm doing it when it's, it's a wet scene, so I have to come back when it's raining, basically. Yeah, there is literally rain on the canvas of this painting. What do you call this piece? It's going to be called, I've got a very bad pun for it. Because that's, that's the chocolate factory, the old chocolate factory, right? Uh-huh. And there are people with umbrellas, so it's going to be called Broly in the Chocolate Factory. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Include the ha-ha-has yeah, as well, yeah. just to have the point home. Uh, so how many pieces have you done like this, where you're drawing, painting the mountain street? Uh, I've painted a lot out in the street, so hundreds. Um, how long have you been doing this, then? 
uh, full time since 2011. Uh, what made you start with this particular method? Um, I got inspired. There's various um, painters that I was inspired by to do this, mm-hmm. um, like Ken Howard and Peter Brown and people like that. And I loved the way they worked, so I started doing it myself. Because uh, I taught myself to paint in the studio, doing lots of highly detailed, boring still life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I ditched all that and started painting on the street because it's much more fun. How long have you been painting before you took up this method then? Uh, I started when I was very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I painted on and off throughout my university life um, and things. I didn't do art at university. Uh, so basically since I was tiny. Oh, right. yeah, so it's yeah. been like a lifelong career. Life to- yeah, lifelong sort of um, passion. Came became my career in 2011. Um, so I'm guessing the, the works of art you create out here like this, they're for sale, available online. Yes. That? Yep. Um, in fact, this was, this will go in that there's a gallery across there. <laughs> so this is going to be in a show in October with a bunch of other painters, 27 of us, I think. Um, but I have various other exhibitions planned and things. Yeah. Um, is there a community of artists like this who are creating out on the street? Like yeah, this? it's becoming um, it's becoming a more and more popular way of working. I think um, uh, sort of plein air is, is what it's called, and um, there's a whole British school almost developing. I think. Yeah. And is it only in London where you create these works, or do you uh, go anywhere else? I'm the mainly in London, I'm, um, uh, but there are a lot of people around the country doing it. Um, I love the sort of street scene thing a lot of people paint you know in fields and things but I like yeah. I like some structures in my building so to someone who can't see this work of art how would you describe it to them what emotions does uh, it evoke in you it's very sort of bleak it's supposed to be bleak because um, it's wet and everyone's sort of I started in the morning when everyone's walking in the same direction all commuting to work all looking fairly miserable under yeah. umbrellas so it's supposed to be a sort of um, dour yeah. bleak scene Dower is an yeah, excellent yeah. Term. It's a nice <laughs> word, isn't it? Because what I get from this is just there are seasons, there are warm days and cold days, yeah. but the gen the, the default British mindset is to complain about the weather. Yes. And this is a perfect encapsulation <laughs> of what we think of when we go, oh, what can you expect? Just yeah. that it's grey, it's downcast, the people are just shadows on the street. Yeah. It just sums up like no matter even if it's the heat wave in London, yes. this is just my default thinking about this city <laughs> so where can people find you online uh, I've got a, a website called um, benjaminhope.net mm-hmm. and also I'm on social media at benhopeartist so I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook alright well yeah. thank you very much for your time nice. Ben. very kind of you to stop by <laughs> I couldn't not it's that good <laughs> I, just, I was stopped in my tracks well thank you very much <laughs> thank you morning noon and night da 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 Morning, noon, and night.